Yes, episode 192. We're closing in on 200. Look out, 200. I know. It's a big deal. It is. It's a nice, that's a nice number. Nice round number. <laughs> we still have stuff to talk about after 200 episodes. <laughs> we haven't run out of something to say. Well, I mean, they keep making movies, so. <laughs> they keep making movies, we'll keep watching them? Yeah. Okay. Eventually, I mean, we're at, what, 2012 movies? So we'll get there at some point. We'll get caught up. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, we'll get caught up, I guess. You're not wrong. So, what's going on? What You had a school thing tonight. What's going on with school? Well, Kaylee is doing... She's working on the school musical. We've been on her about getting more involved in things. Yeah. I'm telling her, you're going to need it for college. Mm-hmm. So, she's doing costumes. Okay. Right up her alley. But the meeting tonight was... Let's get the parents involved, and if you've got background in making costumes or sound and light, and I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna get sucked into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, that's that's mainly what it was—just kind of recruiting parents. That's that. I, it's it's fine. I don't, it's a podcast. So we gotta talk. We're filling time. <laughs> yeah. I want to share my two cents on that. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous for the parents to do it. The whole point is to give those children exposure to do it. Um, now, if it's a matter of there just weren't enough volunteers to put on a production, as in there's not enough student involvement, I guess I understand. And maybe that's the case, and maybe I just don't know enough of the details. But otherwise, it should be all student-driven. And if it's not perfect, that's fine. Yeah, It's not expected to be perfect. It's not supposed to be a professional production. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where what they were going with it. They they don't want us to necessarily do it, but to share our expertise okay. and help the kids learn that want to okay. do the different things. Yeah. So, like she she's like, I've only been doing this for this school since 2017. Everything in here was already here, so I don't even know how to work at all. I'm like that's so it's, a little reassuring. Seven years is not long enough to learn where the things are. Well. <laughs> They only. Dude, I'm being. I'm being a yeah. No. I, I'm being a dick. I know. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. No. I. That's. I just, that I, went through I'm my mind to too. For you. I'm trying to fight for you and your freedom, man. Well, I know. I'm on your side. I'm like, you your freedom. <laughs> why do my kids have to pick the stuff that take up like all my time? Right. Well, these kids get in the way of that stuff, you know, of your of your free time, right? <laughs> At least with sports now, I'm not involved. I yeah. can I can sit back and enjoy it. Where when they were playing softball and baseball and me being an assistant coach, I felt like I never just got to sit there and watch them play. I was, I was always, all right, this person's up to bat, or I'm on the bases coaching, or I'm in the field coaching. So and it, I never just got to enjoy it. So one of the things I said is, this high school stuff, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. Yeah. So with band, at least, I help them set up when they get on the field. I sit back. I watch them perform. Then I break it all down. I'm fine with that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I saw. I, that's all. I just, I just try to fight for you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you need your time. No, oh, yeah. But um, okay. Well, that's not. A bad, I, th- I thought there was a whole thing going on. Oh no. It's 2024, so you never know when you called in for a school meeting. Yeah. And I was like, I knew for a fact this ain't parent-teacher conferences. That's too soon. We just yeah. had the semester start, so it wasn't something like that. No, no. My kids are usually pretty good about that. Uh, the school yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
Or I thought they were going to come bring you in and be like, okay, you know how we used to have school buses? Well, there's no such thing as school buses anymore. Or, Back. you know, we're, we're moving to a four-day week because we can't get enough people to teach during the week or something. You know, it's something crazy. Yeah. Because I'm ready for anything. You you say it could happen in 24. I, I go, yep. I doesn't surprise me. I'm not shocked by anything you might say. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, okay. Well, right, that's not too bad. No, anything else going bad. on? No. I'm just okay. enjoying my first beer of the week right now. Well, no, you said you're setting up a phone. What kind of? Why are we getting another phone? So, we ah, de- see, there's a story. We <laughs> decided to pull the trigger on the phone for Will. Um, last Friday night, the new S24s came out, so they had a deal. You could cha- trade in any S phone and get one for free. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, Metal needs a new phone too because she's got a really crappy one with like 64 megs of memory. So she's always like deleting photos or removing apps because she doesn't have enough space whoa, for whoa, anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't, you didn't share with her go, Hey, Hey, hey I know someone that's got 16 and he makes his life work. No, you I didn't. Share that story? No. no, no, I didn't. Okay. Spo- okay. You'd like to spoil your children. Okay, yeah, I do. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, oh, this sucks. We, we can get a free phone for Will because he's a new line. We can't get one for Madeline because she's got an A instead of an S. Oh, so like yeah. we called in to talk to him about it. And the guy's like, you can do any S, any condition. doesn't even have to work. And so we're like, oh, well, Will's got Aaron's old like S5. It's all cracked. It still works. It still turns on. He's like, yeah, that'll work. And I go, hold on one second. And I ran up to my nightstand our original like smartphones we had were S3s and we had one that's been sitting in my nightstand for like seven years and it doesn't even turn on. <laughs> and I'm like, I have this one. It does not work. He's like, yeah, that, that you can trade that one in too. Okay. So, um, Kaylee, we had a giant credit on our account because of her phone and all the problems we had switching last time. Yeah. So it pretty much bought out her phone. Okay. And then Aaron was at a point where her screen was cracked. It was going to cost as much to buy out the phone as it was to get it repaired. Yeah. So we got four new phones this past week. But no, I, I think I heard one name missing from that list that who did not get a new one. Yeah. Well, I got the S23 <laughs> when it came out. It's still working fine. No, I, no I'm just playing around. It's just, it's always sad. The yeah. It's always like, yeah, well. Here, okay. <laughs> let me set up everybody else's new phones. Yep. Yep. I, hey, I've been going through the same thing, man. I, I because I'm in desperate, desperate need for for a new phone of some kind, and I just there's no deals for me, none. Like, yeah, I've been with my provider forever, and they're just like, nope, we have nothing to offer you. And then I went to Verizon. No, we don't have any deals that would really fit what you're looking for. No, no, no trade-ins, no nothing. And uh, I just, I guess I'm shit out of luck. I, I don't know what else to do other than I guess I'm. Like you said, hey, you got a free one, or it's not even. Is it now? Is it free, or is it one of those things where they're going to credit your account for three years or something like that? Yeah, that zero percent financing for three years or something. They they credit the account for the payment every month. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, and then if you like switch providers or something like that, then you owe the balance or something. Yep. Yeah. 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 Or if you upgrade to a new phone. We don't have contracts, but we damn sure well found a way to lock you in so that you can't get out of it that easy. Yep. It's a contract without a contract. You love that? Yeah. (laughs) They're not stupid. Yeah. 
So, okay, well, there you go. New phones, everyone should be happy now, right? Yeah, I was frustrated when I was doing Madeline's phone because it everything is through Google on ours. So when I went through to um, download, like download all her stuff, it pulled in her school account instead of her actual Google account. Yeah, and so like account. I'm looking at her apps, and like none of her apps are there. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go do everything by like manually pull them all back in, which sucked. Uh, that stinks. Yeah. Yeah, but they need. The, but she, is, are you able to put two operating systems on there, or flip between the two different Googles? So yeah, yeah, we can flip between the two Googles, so they can have their like school email on here too. Sure. So yeah. it, it was just I didn't know it was going to default to that one. So luckily, when I did Kaylee's tonight, I knew that ahead of time. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. No. And then uh, let's see. I don't know if I. I don't think I have any personal stories to share. Um, stars. Uh, my. My middle kid, she's uh, she's sick all week. She hasn't gone to school once this week. She's just got some the grossitis. I don't know what she's got. Uh, she had a fever for two days. Uh, Monday and Tuesday she had a fever, but Wednesday nothing. Uh, and then just been coughing her brains out, coughing her brains out. Oh. But nothing. Like sometimes something comes up. Sometimes it does. It, nothing comes up. Yeah. Um, it's that non-productive for, cough. Like she slept for Monday and Tuesday like nonstop. Like I've never seen her sleep this much. Like we're talking like. 16, 18 hours of sleep. Oh, wow. Zonked out. I th- we thought that she just like, ran her body down and was exhausted from all her dance stuff that she does and dance and school and all the nonsense. And But yeah, no, she's been saying then today, I if she could just not cough every like two minutes, she could definitely go to school. Like have a stomach yeah. nose, that's fine, go to school. But if you're sitting in class coughing every two minutes, that's just disrupting the whole class. So you're like, what do you do? Well, and everyone's going to assume she has COVID at that point, too. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's not that. It's not COVID. But yeah. It, it, but what does it matter anymore? COVID's not a thing anymore. Like, <laughs> it's it's treated like as though, okay, you, you have COVID, you have to stay home. What is it now? Two days? Three days now? You isolate for three days and now you're good? Yeah, or at least until you have a negative test. I mean, yeah, we... See, I, we're supposed to go to a Super Bowl party this weekend. It got canceled because they got COVID. Yeah. Well, uh, the only thing I know is that something's going around at school. No, I, and it, we're, I'm like, is it pneumonia? Is it because of the sleeping and the coughing? You know, but yeah. the coughing doesn't sound like a pneumonia cough. I've heard pneumonia coughs. It don't sound like that. So. Yeah. I don't know. I guess what we're going to, tomorrow is like, and I'm like, do you need to go to the doctor? Like I called the nurse, the phone nurse today to say, do I need to bring her in? And they're like, no, based on everything you've told us, there's no reason to bring her in. She just got this. She might have just had a really bad cold. But I'm like, she had a fever. She's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, Ugh. you don't know. We don't know. And she's not dying, but she's just coughing her head and blood off. And it's just like, good lord, could you? Do-? It's so annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's hacking up all day long, Ugh. especially when you work from home. <laughs> yep. Knock oh, it off. But uh. Yeah, no, and then uh, I don't know if you're going through this with your kid as far as uh, the, has she started the process for selecting courses for next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. My, my son has had to have his counseling appointments switched twice now. So he's still waiting to do that, but that's a big deal. Yeah. And then uh, he's got to find a summer job. He's going to try to find somewhere to work. <laughs> yeah. There's an, ice cream, there's an ice cream shop not too far from the house, and there's like an e-sign-up sheet or whatever. Yeah. Every every possible sign up spot was already filled up once we got around to getting to it. <laughs> I was mm. like, oh, guess you're not gonna get a job there. <laughs> yeah. 
No, um, our girls are both, I, I think they've turned them in, but like Madeline's like, I've got a plan. I'm going to do it all on my own. I'm like, well, the school said we should look at it and go over with you. She's like, nope, I'm doing it myself. Kaylee, on the other hand, brings us hers and we're like, well, are you sure you want to do this class? Cause it's really not going to benefit you at all. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I kind of wanted to do it, but I don't know. Maybe I'll switch. I'm like, just make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I, you know, it, it, that's the thing. Yeah. I want, I gave the kid the freedom to choose like this, this, pa- this semester he's in right now. Like he's taking a business course. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Taking a bit? You have no desire to be, in, uh, get a business degree of any kind. You're not going to, it doesn't sound like you're going to be an entrepreneur of any kind. So what he, I, he's like, I, I just figured I might need to do that. I was like, okay. I just wish I understand their, how they think. Yeah. How a teenager these days thinks. I don't get it. I will say the good thing about our school is they do make the kids take personal finance. Oh yeah. That's required. Yeah. He, they, but it's not until junior year. So yeah, he has to take that next. It's, I think it's just one semester though. If I remember correctly, I don't think it's two. Um, yeah. I think it is for us too. Yeah. But yeah, he has, he's taking that next year. Um, no summer school this year. He did. He said he didn't want to do that. So yeah. you better get a good job to fill up your time, dude. I'm telling you, you're not going to sit at home all day. So we're, we're working through that. And then it's just a lot of it's like, I hate the fact, like, I'm going to assume, does your school, are they requiring a foreign language or is it just recommended for no, applications? No, for they require it. They require a foreign language. So yeah. it, it, the boys' school does not require it. It's not a requirement for graduation by any means, but they recommend the students take at least a minimum of two years for yeah. college applications. But then I talked to the kid. I was like, well, if you're not going to go to get a traditional, you know, business administration degree, not, not definitely not a liberal arts degree of any kind. Um, if you're going to go to a tech school or go get, you know, a, a, some kind of, I don't know, yeah. just a STEM like, degree of some kind. Or, uh, or computer certification or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. If you're getting a STEM degree of some kind, speaking a foreign language, it's not going to impact your degree whatsoever. No. Not in the least bit. Because you know what a technology nerd would do? They rely on technology to take care of that problem for them. Google Translate. We, well, that's my point. Yeah. They would use some kind of translating software to, to take care of it. But I go, now, mind you, mind you, sure. What if your translator runs out of batteries or runs out of power or the apocalypse happens? Okay. <laughs> when the apocalypse happens, we need to all be able to communicate. And that's when you won't have the translator. So it still, it still makes sense to learn a foreign language. But I said, for you in particular, as long as you took one year of it, try to see if they'll see what the recommendation is for a kid that might not be going to the, maybe, I don't even know if he's going to a traditional four-year college. Maybe he'll go to a tech school. Maybe he will go to a four-year college, but like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, somewhere that does four years of just all STEM stuff. And I was like, those guys probably don't care too much about what's on your foreign language. They would rather see what did you take as far as STEM courses. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's been fun talking about, but also stressful. Oh, yeah. Very stressful. But what's really fun is seeing these courses these kids have these days. At least at this, my kids go, wow, they're fun. Like, if they have, well, one of them was, what was it? foreign policy and terrorism or something like that. Like yeah. They learn all about all that stuff. I'm like, well, I told them, I was like, Hey, you have to remember what school you go to. This was at one point a Naval Academy school. <laughs> so <laughs> this makes total sense that you were, that's available course for you to take. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we'll see. I, I, he hasn't finalized his selection. Yet. He still has to meet with this guy. And, uh, 
let's see what he says. That's what I told him. Let's see. Let's see what advice he gives. Yeah. And maybe we can we can meet with him more often. Is what we really need to be doing. Yeah. Now so. our school has a class on pop culture. Oh well. I'm like Kaylee, cool. take that one. Well, what does that really do for you? I guess if you want to be journalism, I guess. If yeah. You want to like pop culture journalism, I guess that makes sense. Well, or if it's just if it's just Amer- this is part of American history, I guess yeah. we could say that. So part of what they're doing with the school district is they have these paths that they can take, and if they go down one of the paths, they get a ribbon at graduation. Mm-hmm. And so she was like one course away and it was like either like a current event type class or a pop culture class. And yeah. she was going to do the current event. And we we're like, well, you got to remember too, a lot of what you're going to get on this is your teacher's perspective. Mm-hmm. And like, we want you to make your own perspective on what's going on. We don't want other people influencing it. We want you to be the one in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of was thinking about it. I'm like, do the pop culture one. There's going to be a lot of stuff you like in there. You like movies, you like music, you like television. You're going to get probably get all that stuff in there. So I don't know what her final decision was. Oh, okay. (laughs) She probably still took her in, but (laughs) goddamn. Yeah. Not going to listen to dad, duh. No, no, God, no. What what do you know? Yeah. Dumb old man. I know. (laughs) With an award winning podcast, though. I tell you, we might be able to school her in a thing or two. Yeah. Um, so I do, I, I don't have car drama, but my sister has car drama. You want to share, want to share car drama for my sister? Sure. Got rear-ended by another kid from my son's school. (laughs) 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 Destroyed her back end. Absolutely destroyed it. Uh, Have not heard back yet whether or not they've totaled the car out. Yeah. Because it might just get totaled out. I mean, it's, it's drivable. It's definitely drivable. But the trunk's gone. Like, the trunk's just been crunched in. Oh, wow. He's, he's got... My <laughs> brother-in-law's got bungee cords wrapped all around it. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to hold it all together, I guess, in one piece until they get to the body shop and let the body shop make the determination. Yeah. But it, it's just that... It sucks that our... Um, I don't know how else you would do it, though. I know insurance is an imperfect thing. It's just... It's, it's imperfect, but you need it, right? Yeah. But for the portion that got hit, when your car is owned without a, a loan of any kind, you had no car payments, car worked just fine. Mm-hmm. Car was perfect. Why is it now all of a sudden my problem that you gave me the value for what the car is at that point? And you think I'm going to be able to, in this day and age, find another car of equal value yeah. that looked as nice as it was, ran as nice as it was, had the mileage that it had. And then all of a sudden, it, I now had to go find another car. And who's who's got the insurance will never cover the cost of another car yeah I'll never do that it's yeah. not all the way and so either you're out of pocket to cover the difference or there you go you're stuck with another loan i, I just hate that i just hate that and i wish there was a way to fix that when, when you're not at fault when you're the victim of it and couldn't there be some way that they could find a middle ground between what you're charged in taxes for the value of the car and what the insurance company determines the value of the car to be because man you get killed on taxes on the cars nowadays because well, they have yeah, the value so high because of the resale market, yeah. but insurance still has the lower of the value. Yeah. Well, and as far as the, ta- the dumbest thing that our state does with the taxes, they don't they don't let you finance the taxes because tons of people just can't do that. That's why you see the temporary tax everywhere. Yep. I'm like, just roll it into the financing. Roll it in, pay the taxes as part of the whole thing. And that's how people, well, th- then we get rid of that issue altogether. But 
we just don't live in a world of common sense. No. And then their, their whole point is, well, everyone's going to default on those loans and our taxes won't get paid. I go, that's the issue. It has to be where it covers it, where the loan covers it. The, but when the loan covers it, it pays the taxes. Yeah. It pays it right off, right off the bat. So. Yep. In perfect world, in yeah. perfect system. This is, but it's the only system we got. Yeah. So, so, all right. I feel bad for him. It sucks, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's the catching up portion of the uh, of the episode there. So, what uh, what what uh, news articles you got? Well, first, uh, I'm gonna go through my beer. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Duh. Sorry. Award winning award winning beer podcast where we mention a beer for about one minute. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And this is kind of a repeat beer. It's a Perennial's Sump Coffee Stout. But this is the 2024 version. Last time I had the 20... I think I had 22 last time. And and I'm pretty sure we've had 23 on here in the past as well. It's so damn good. I'm sorry, Perennial, what's it called again? It's Sump. Sump. Yeah, Sump is a coffee brand in town. Um, The coffee origin is uh, Guatemala. Okay. Eleven and a half percent. Ooh, I like it already. Oh, it's Definitely. so good. This sounds familiar. Guatemalan and the higher ABV sounds very familiar. It's got the Grim Reaper in the can. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, nice. Big fan of this so, one, but out it's of five out of five pints. Five pints. Five. Look at that. And it, that's before even having, even finishing it, where you don't have the spirit world impacting your uh, nope impacting your decision. I like it. And this this is like. An eight dollar can. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I get that. I, one might be all it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, five out of five, perennial. I like it. That's that's a common that, that they make an appearance here and there. Yeah. In the podcast, I, we should you should probably see if you could track which brewery makes the most appearances over once you hit episode two hundred. Say out of two hundred mm. episodes, this this is the brewery that I, that is my go to the most based on the numbers. My my guesses would be narrow gauge or four hands. Okay, probably four hands. I think four hands would probably be yours. Well, I mean, we've already had three Voltrons on this year, so See, or last same. year. Yeah, but I'm talking about the, about, through the yeah. whole thing, the whole thing. So yeah, all right. So all right, there's your beer. I hope it's good. I hope you're enjoying. Yes, I am. And then, so what? What, what news articles do you have for us? I don't have much this week. Um, Let's see. The Marvels is now out on Disney Plus. Oh, did it hit? Yeah, I believe it hit today. Did you? Uh, did you see? You did not see it in the theater, correct? No, I did not. I'm I'm excited to see it. The the, the more I've heard about it, the more I'm excited. Okay. Um, Mark Bernardin said this was his top movie of the year. It was just a fun movie. It wasn't it wasn't a perfect movie, but it's fun. Okay. So I um did you did you see that clip I sent you the other day, where it listed those five top woke movies or whatever? No, I don't think I did. I not send that to you. I don't think so. Oh my god! It ripped! It ripped! It ripped the Marvels to shreds. <laughs> it really did. It makes me very happy. I'm I'm going to watch it. I need to watch it just because I need to see what impact it has going forward. Yeah. But um, it yeah it did not do well as far as that review. But then. It showed the uh, tomato thing, the, the the tomato rankings or the the metrics. Yeah, I think the audience score was not very strong. I think it's way down, like in the forties. I think maybe forties or twenties. I thought. Yeah. 
Let's take yeah. a look here. Marbles, Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I don't know if I'll get around to it this weekend, but it'll, it'll get watched. Yeah, I, I think the plan might be tomorrow night. A nice Friday night viewing of it. Okay. So. Well, I got a headline that okay. I just looked up. Can I share this one? Yeah. Did you see the movie Candy Cane Lane on Amazon Prime during Christmas season? No. They took an actress from that movie, and mm. she's going to join the the cast of Daredevil: Born Again. Okay. It does not say in this article. I'm skimming over pretty quickly here. It does not say who she is going to play, though. I don't know. And then I also, before I hopped on here, um, there were some arguments or complaints about, I guess, Bullseye is going to make an appearance in Born Again. Yes, they've already shown a picture of him. And they're Yeah, they're complaining about his costume. I don't mind it. Oh, I don't, I don't mind it either, I don't think. I mean, it's... it's okay. I mean, it's a black version of the Daredevil costume with a, yeah. I think it's like a gray bullseye on gray his forehead. Bullseye, yeah. I get it, because you're going for that dark look, and yeah. you're making it more realistic. And, and if you're a villain, I don't think you want, I, well, do you really want to stand out a lot? I, I don't know. And it makes sense where if this guy, if you're saying bullseye is the greatest shot ever, right? He's, yeah. He's, he, he's a sniper. Well, a sniper always blends in. Yeah. It makes more sense that way, but, you know. That's just me and my my two cents on it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I saw it and I thought it was really cool looking. I showed it to Will and he he thought it was cool looking. And he's not even seen what Bullseye was like in the show. Yeah, that, uh, that's it, something we're gonna sit down and watch. I think. And did you? It, I thought I told you we talked about it before about one of the villains that's gonna show up is Muse. We talked about that, correct? I don't think so. Okay. Did you ever read the the run where Muse was the villain? No. It's a good one. Good villain. It's it's a little less known. I'm trying to think of who the writer was during Muse's run. I almost want to say it was God dang it. Is it when he went he went Daredevil went back with the black costume. Okay, was that Wade's Charles, run? Uh, or who? Charles Soule. I, I think I want to say Charles Soule. It was a character he came up with. Okay. Who wrote Muse and Daredevil? Is my, I'm typing in here just to double check myself. Yep, yeah, man, go me. Nice. Yes, the memory still works a little bit. Well done. <laughs> yes. Uh, 2011. Uh, okay. First song. Uh, Charles Soule and Ron Garney. And Ron Garney's art is amazing on that run. I like it a lot. Okay. Um, I've been seeing those trades pop up a little bit, and I'm wondering if I should pull the trigger on Oh, them. yes. Charles okay. Soule did a great run. I thought Charles Soule was a great Daredevil writer. Enjoyed his run very much. Okay. Um, but then it, I, here's the thing. Daredevil is not the most popular MCU character as far as the movies goes. Right. But what he's the one character, it seems like, every year. He's up for an Eisner Award. The writers love Daredevil. I don't know what it is about Daredevil they love so much. Maybe it's just because he's a tortured soul. You know what I mean? He's a little more grounded than a lot of the characters. He's grounded. You're right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's just there's something about Daredevil every single year. Eisner. And or best or when you read your top ten comics of twenty twenty whatever right yeah. every year Daredevil makes the top ten list. I mean, you had your long run with Mark Wade, you know it was, and then um, I mean, even go Zdarsky's, back. To, I think Zdarsky's run in twenty three got super big praise. It, right, I I read part of it. It was really good. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, go back to to Bendis. I mean, his incredibly long run that was 
just amazing. Yeah, Brubaker uh, following up. Yep. I mean, who thought someone could follow up as well as they did? And Brubaker killed it. I mean, I even reread um, Kevin Smith's arc, and that still holds up. So, and I'm sorry, did I even mention her name? I don't even know if I mentioned her to start this off. I don't know. I have no clue what she's been in. Uh, her name is Janiah Walton, if I'm saying that correctly. Hmm. Janiah, Janiah, I don't know. Yeah, don't um, know her. Don't know her at all. Um, but, I, and I don't know who she's going to play. But there you have it. Yeah. So, excited about that. Uh, hopefully, they're, they've got things figured out with the Punisher show writers. Maybe getting a few things corrected. They're the daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It sounds like they well, do. No, the, they brought in the Punisher show, showrunner to. Oh yeah. Yeah. To get things because they scrapped it and started over pretty much. Right. Which they should have, and I mean, you're getting Foggy and Karen back now. Punisher is going to show up. It, did, it sounds like it's going to be a lot more solid than it originally was going to be. Let's see here. I want to read this article real quick. I should have read the articles before we started this, but there's an article on here I'm reading where it says, why did Wolverine stop wearing his brown costume? Do you, do you know the story behind why he stopped wearing the brown costume? No. I don't know either. I'll, I'll have to read it. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't want to read a whole article yeah. while I'm going over this. Well, um, I'm just trying to look at headlines. I got something else for you then. What you got? The Rock is back in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And it's causing a big stir with fans. Yeah, and I think so. I saw an interview or a clip of an interview with Cena about it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and they were talking about with because it's him versus um, Roman Reigns, right? Yeah, and how it, it screwed Cody Rhodes over. That's what the big controversy was. Yes, it's because Cody was supposed to be the main spotlight. At, yep, because um, they've been setting it up for a while. Cody wins the Royal Rumble, so he gets his title shot. Yeah, and he comes out to confront Roman Reigns in SmackDown last week, and he's like. I, I'm going to finish my story. Just not yet. And then The Rock's music hit and come out. Oh, man. And so I, the, there's multiple things. Yeah. The, a lot of fans are upset. They're ready for Cody to, to take the title and, and run with it. He's pretty much the face of the company right now. Mm-hmm. Secondly, The Rock got put on the board of directors for Endeavor, who owns WWE. Mm. They said he's kind of... This feels like what he was trying to do with DC movies, where he kind of wanted to kind of take control of it. Yeah. Um, I from, there's a part of the internet that's saying Rock is just doing this to generate some heat, some some buzz for the company to get the eyes off Vince McMahon. Yeah. That Rhodey is, or Cody Rhodes is still going to take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It's just something to get headlines and change the direction of the company. Yeah. Well, because headlines aren't great right now, right? Yeah. No. I don't know. I didn't realize that Roman Reigns was not a weekly. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't show up every week on the on the program anymore. Oh no, he wrestles like four times a year. Yeah. See, so why? How is it? Why? Why is he the champion? Why would you not have him give up the belt? That makes no sense. I I don't know. Um. They're, they're saying, yeah, his time is not... He's not going to be around much longer. Uh, he's not super old like some of these guys are, but I, it, he had leukemia for a while and he was out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he's hoping for Hollywood opportunities. I don't know what's coming of that. Yeah. 
But even when he is on TV, he doesn't wrestle. Yeah. I, I've well, heard. I guess my question to you is, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, and that makes total sense. Take eyes off of McMahon, getting the Rock back in, but um, and I know you're saying Cody Rhodes is the face of the, of the uh, you know, of the program, mm-hmm. but is he? He's not. Is he a Stone Cold or a Rock in his prime level wrestler? You think? Are his mic skills that good? Does is he that over with the, with the fans? Is he really over now? He's really over. Okay. Um, he probably what, what caused that because <sighs> over in, over in AEW they hated him. Well, there's a couple things. Um, well, first off, he came back to WWE, so everyone embraced him. He's he's away from the enemy, and wrestling is very tribal right now. Where you're, it, it's very rare to be a fan of both shows, yep. or, or both companies. So. He comes back. He's beloved because he comes back. Um, but his time on the indies and in AEW really expanded him as a wrestler and a performer. Um, the other thing that hurt him in AEW and why no one liked him is one of his first matches was against Chris Jericho for the for the AEW title, and the stipulation was if Cody lost, he could never challenge for the title again. Okay. And he did that as a... Um, one of the EVPs of the company, he didn't want to feel like he was inserting himself in the title picture. Did it for a noble reason, but it ended up backfiring and people just didn't care for him. He had okay. he had no appeal because he could never hit that, get to the biggest stage for the AEW. Mm-hmm. That and the fact that he he didn't want to turn heel. And at the point, everyone was down on him. It would have been a perfect time for him to go heel and everyone would have loved it. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about that in the past. So I just yeah. don't know enough about him. I don't. I I mean, I, it just seemed like his in ring skills are okay. He's not electric. He's not the. I mean, we. I think you and I will both agree, the greatest in ring wrestler going right now is Osprey. That's at least that's my opinion. I don't think there's anyone more talented than Will Osprey. Yeah, he. I, I mean, you, there, you, there's a handful of them at else? that level. Um, it it depends. Like right now in AEW. Swear Strickland's probably one of my favorites. He's got you the think moves. He's more talented than than Osprey as far as an in ring performer. I don't know about necessarily the moves, but he's yeah. got the storytelling in the ring. Yeah, okay. and he can cut a promo. Is that what Osprey's biggest issue is? He's not good on the mic and can't get, can't his character just doesn't pull in a good story. So doing so much time in Japan, he doesn't have to be on the mic as much because they don't they don't focus on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But his contract's up with New Japan, I think, this weekend. So his contract with AEW is starting up. So we'll okay. we'll really see. Because, okay. I mean, they're not WWE heavy on promos and stuff, but they're yeah. kind of the middle ground between the two extremes. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just don't know if... I just don't know if Rhodes is, is the face of your of your company, is what I mean. And he just doesn't... He's not at that level. Yeah. You know, and I just... And I think... That's what AEW still struggles with, because Moxley is not a face of the company. He's just not. No, he I, I, he's a workhorse. He's, a bit. he's a worker, and then uh, um, I mean oh, MJF could be, but he's hurt right now. He's hurt. Um, and then what about uh, what's his name, Brian? Um, Brian Daniels. Brian Daniels. Danielson. Yeah. He, he it's done. He he's got to be starting to wind down, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he he's acknowledged he doesn't have much time left, but yeah, he still puts on 
an amazing match every time he's out there. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see who, between both companies, who's that guy? Who's your Who's your Hulk Hogan? Who's your Nature Boy? Who's your Stone Cold? Who's your Rock? Or are we past that time that those guys just don't exist anymore? They don't need it to be. It doesn't need to be that way. But I don't know. You had your Lesnar, even Brock Lesnar, but that's a huge draw back then. Yeah, you know, an Undertaker. That's a face of a company, right I, there, right? Yeah, I'm wondering if WWE is going to try to get Gunther up to that level. Okay. Oh, he's that popular right now. Um, he was probably up there for Wrestler of the Year last year in any promotion. I mean, he's got the longest reign ever for the Intercontinental title. He wrestles frequently. He's good on the mic. He's a great heel. Okay. Okay. No, interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I just, yeah, The Rock. Yeah. I think we, we, I'd like we discussed before, Rock fatigue. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to go away for a little bit. Go enjoy your money for a little while. Let people miss you and then come back and let people enjoy you when you come back. Yeah. Sometimes they just, I don't know, when's enough enough, when have you made enough money, and then go off into the sunset just for a little while. Don't let people forget that, you, that you're alive, <laughs> but yeah. then you come back strong after people miss you for a little bit. Otherwise, everyone's just got, they're done with you for a while. Yep. Let's see. This is an article I thought was interesting. Coming directly up from Bob Iger about the MCU will uh, shift focus to stronger franchises. But it's about anonymous as, as it'll be because he didn't really give details. Yeah. No details at all. It just says it's starting to focus on some of the stronger franchises going forward. The only thing I will read from that is that I go, huh, he must be wanting to roll out the carpet for uh, Robert Downey to come back <laughs> and say save the franchise. Well, either that or they're really going to push X-Men. Or push X-Men. Or, or it says here uh, a solo Hulk movie, but I don't know who's clamoring for that very much to be honest yeah and um, I, I mean the rights are still kind of tied yeah. up on him for solo movies yeah i'm trying i'm trying to read this here just a lot of uh let's see this uh the marvel cinematic is no longer as the strongest in 2019 the marvel cinematic reached its zenith with the release of the avengers endgame but since then the brand has struggled somewhat to reach the same heights uh, mainly due to covid19 pandemic with Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man No Way Home being the only movies to make it over $1 billion at the U.S. box office. Everything else has been uh, underwhelming as far as the performances. I, I hate hearing that, though, because isn't that true for almost all movies? I mean, I think Barbie and Oppenheimer were the two exceptions to that at this point, and... I don't know if those are going to be one-off things that we're seeing now with Hollywood box office. I will say I, I don't disagree with the article in regards to how bad um, the TV, the, the the Marvel TV stuff has been recently. I mean, Secret Invasion could have been so good. Yeah. And it just it fell flat. Um, At least we had Loki to, to pick it up. I agree, but I don't think people... I don't think the mass general audience watched Loki. I think the hardcore nerds and the hardcore MCU followers liked Loki and, and watched it. Yeah. But I don't think people were drawn to it. I don't think people cared enough about the character to, to flock to it. Yeah, which is stupid because I, I, mean, I don't think Loki, I don't think you, 
I loved Loki season two. I thought it was incredible, right? And yeah. it's, I think it suffered a little bit with Jonathan, Ma- the Jonathan Majors nonsense. Maybe that hurt from the mass general audience. Um, but I don't think you can hang your head on Loki as a character that's going to carry your entire MCU franchise. Yeah. So I think that that, that that's the problem there. Uh, especially it, when I, they I like ended it. I saying that, you know, hey, Guardians wasn't a flop. Guardians, Guardians 3, that came out and that was not a flop. I don't, no. It, it, it could have been. How much did it make? Just because it didn't make a... So if a movie doesn't make a billion, it's a failure now, I guess? I, or at least for Marvel movies. I mean, I'm... I don't want to say Marvel movies, comic book movies in general, because the big thing about Aquaman 2 was, well, the first one made a billion dollars, so why wouldn't the second one? Here. I'll look that up here in a second to see how much Aquaman 2 made. It, could, it had to not make very much, but... It, I think um, it still made more than all the other DC movies that came out this year. Oh, crap. I put in Guardians of Galaxy instead of uh, Volume 3. Uh, no. The first Guardians of Galaxy hit $773 million. Let's see what volume three did. Eight hundred and forty-eight point six million, and that's a that's a flop at the box office. Really, get out of here. Yeah, um, that's you... well, now mind you, that's worldwide. It's the fourth highest grossing film of twenty twenty-three. It was nominated for best visual effects. Yeah, I mean, what more do you want out of, I... out of an MCU movie? It's great. I think people need to reset their expectations. Well, I think the problem with this is just Disney has a lot of issues. Well, Kathleen, yeah. How Kathleen Kennedy still has a job? I'd love, I'd love to have that kind of job security. <laughs> whatever, whatever skeleton she has on people in closets, good on her. I think if yeah. the Mandalorian wouldn't have been such a big hit, she'd probably be out. She'd be gone by now. Yeah. I, I think. Okay, let's let's do uh, let's do let's see how close you can get. Go ahead and make your guess on Aquaman too. What it did at the box office. Four hundred million. Oh, nicely done. Four twenty three point five. Nice. That's pretty close. Nicely done. So less than half of what the first yeah. one made. So, ugh, ugh. and well, you also have the drama with the yeah. what's her name. You know, that Amber Heard, and you also Amber know this doesn't matter in the long run of DC movies because James Gunn is replacing everybody and yeah, starting so over. Part of the Gunverse. Yep. Yep. I I agree. So. Man, but th- th- does that automatically mean this was a bad movie? I mean, no. was it a flop because people didn't care? I mean, what were the what did you hear as far as reviews? Was it a bad movie? Truthfully, I don't remember hearing anything about it. Right, that's what I'm trying to understand. Was it bad or not? Yeah, because <laughs> who who watched it? I don't know who watched it. Um, oh dang, thirty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so mm. it, it was certified rotten. But here's the funny thing. Check this out. 81% audience score. So those yeah. that did go and spend their money on it, they enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll wait till it comes out on Max. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree with that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and here's the funny thing. It was certified 66% fresh for just Aquaman 1. Yeah. And only a 72% audience score. So those that went to go see the follow-up, liked the audience liked it even better. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but that's kind of skewed because fewer people saw it. So you're going to get probably more of the people that. They're hardcore. Yeah. They're hardcore fans. Yeah. They're going to like it whether it's good or not. Yeah. I can see that too. (laughs) Or. Here's the really funny thing 38% for Black Adam on Rotten Tomatoes, but 88% 
audience score. Get out of here. That movie was savage. So <laughs> it also makes me wonder how much of that is the the Snyderverse fans that were going out there just I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this higher because it's part of the Snyderverse and maybe we'll get James Gunn out of here. Because there's still a large contingent of people that are like that. I don't think I don't think Snyderverse plays into the Black Adam part of it. I really don't. Now for Flash, absolutely, because here's Flash's score: sixty-three percent Rotten Tomato on the critic score, eighty-three mm-hmm. percent for the audience score. God, did they watch the same movie we saw? I've said it many, many times on our podcast that there are things I will take from movies that I can still find things that are awesome. Yep. I like about it. Yeah, and there are definitely things in the Flash. There Michael Keaton. Things in that movie that were good. I mean, Supergirl. The more I think about it, the more I really like Supergirl in that movie. I yeah. She's one of the highlights. She was great. I mean, the Keaton stuff's fun. Obviously, yeah. the Keaton stuff's fun. Okay. It's, it's nostalgic. I get it. But then there's but Ezra man, Miller. The movie could have been so much better. Yeah. It's, it's just, let's put it behind us. Let's move on. Hopefully, yeah. I'm really curious. Will Gunn recast? I mean, we got Superman coming, right? Yeah. I, I don't know who's our Batman going to be in the Gunverse. The Flash is. I, I, I mean, people will say Wonder Woman, right? That's your number three. But, uh, Flash. Yeah. Flash is number three my, on my list, to be honest with you. Well, and who are you going to get to take the mantle? That that's tough. I mean, Grant Gustin did so well at the role. It's it's going to be unfair for anybody to be in that role because they're going to instantly be compared to him. I agree. And that, that turns into the question: You reach out to Gustin and also to um, Amel, uh, Stephen Amel, play Green Arrow. What do you think? I mean, why not? If people like him, yeah, go for it. But that's, that's a different universe, multiverse. I get it. Multiverse. Yeah, and the Stephen Amel version of Green Arrow is a lot different than what we get in the comic book. I could see James Gunn being a lot more authentic to the character. When you say authentic to the character, who, what's your version of the character that you're thinking of? Because when I think of the character, he's not a, um, he's not funny. He's not funny at all. No, um, but I feel he's like a playboy. He's definitely a playboy. Yeah, Should, they didn't focus on that part at all. I feel like um, horrible family man. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I feel like the Amel version though is more like a mashup of the character with Batman. I agree. Very, very uh, dark version of him, where Ollie isn't necessarily always a dark character. No, he's not. No, not always. No. Uh, his friendship with Hal, that's a big deal. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, I they're focusing a lot right now on his family, because, I mean, in the book, he's got Speedy and uh, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. They, they're both revealed to be his sons. Like legit, like blood yeah. sons or whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> and I mean, you get an actual Dino Lance instead of the weird versions of canaries we've gotten over the years. So I don't know. That whole dynamic for me just bugged me because it, it wasn't what I was expecting. Now here to go back to the Marvels, mm-hmm. since you're saying you're looking forward to watching it, sixty-two percent broad tomato, so. It's not certified fresh, yeah. but um, not rotten. Yeah, uh, 82% on the audience score. Uh, so here's the, here's the critic write-up. Funny, refreshingly brief, and elevated by the chemistry of his three leads, the Marvels is easy to enjoy in the moment despite its cluttered story and jumbled tonal shifts. So, smartest guy in the room, critic speak. Yeah. 
audience says, fun characters, an entertaining, fast-paced story, make Marvel's an enjoyable addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, that's the... That's, that almost sounds like it was written by AI, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, those who want to go see it, they seem to enjoy it. But, yeah. But, but, I get box office on this one. How much do you think the Marvel's made? 325. 325? Yeah. That's what you got? That's my guess. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little short on that. 439. Oh, okay. It needed to earn 700 million, 700 million to become profitable. Mm. The only thing I didn't know about, which I saw in that clip, I could have swore I sent it to you. Yeah. Was there is a moment in the movie where it almost turns into a musical. Ooh. There's a singing portion of the movie, apparently. Bollywood scene <laughs> would be my guess. Uh, dude, I don't know. It's yeah. some guy named Park Sao Joon. It's Prince Yan. I guess that's part of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, it'll be interesting. I, we'll see if I can make my. I'll see if I'll make my way through it. Yeah. I I'm not as optimistic as you are. Yeah. But you you seem very optimistic about it. Where I'm just not. I just I don't think I care enough. I don't think I care at all. <laughs> just about. Um. We'll see. Yeah. My question is: Does that box office performance does that kill Brie Larson as the character, or do we care? Or is this character going to move forward at all? You know, is, are they just going to drop Mar- Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Captain Marvel from? The lineup basically she's not going to be part of the avengers lineup or anything like that or maybe used in a lesser capacity possibly i don't know yeah i don't know i do not know so all right uh those were those are our um i, I don't think i have any other um articles to delve in there not that i can do right now yeah no i don't have anything else either so you want to get to the main ford is in captain america 4 yes he's taking over for uh general thunderbolt thunderbolt ross that's right i forgot about that yeah that's right okay how many how many thunderbolts are we gonna get man (laughs) we're gonna get a lot of thunderbolts Uh, yeah he's he's too old to be red hulk he can't do it (laughs) he's too old i know it's gonna be it's mocap and whatnot yeah animated once you get there but still no he's too old yeah he doesn't have to move around much (laughs) you're being optimistic again stop it yeah (laughs) i'm already recasting i'm ready for a recast on it already hasn't even come out yet (laughs) all right let's get to our main topic hold on i know there was one thing i wanted to look at you real quick okay i wanted to see this these are this had, oh, this is because it's the Marvels that, that when that came out. Never mind. Disregard. Okay. Disregard. Well, okay. Topic. What do you got? All right. You're creating a comic book book club for people that aren't familiar with comic books. What are the three, the first three titles you do? I, I thought about that when we discussed that we we're going to do the topic. And the question is. Do you go tried and true and go to the big two and say, here's your Marvel book and here's your DC book? Or do you pick the three that you think would be, it doesn't matter what company it's from, but you're trying to show them that the graphic novel or the medium of comic books is more than what you think. It's not just superheroes punching each other out every, you know, every issue. Yeah. So if I'm going to do that as far as the book club and you have to choose three books, what, criteria did we do do i use for that 
I did not go with showing like what the big two can do and then find a third book. So I threw this on our Facebook page and Marcus was one of the first people that replied to it. And his was the perfect way to do it if that's what you want to do. And he did Kingdom Come for DC. He did uh, Marvels for Marvel. And then he did Mouse. I think those perfectly encapsulate yeah. A DC book, a Marvel book, and then an indie book. Yeah. Um, my only problem with the DC side of things is, and I'm glad he chose what he did because it's it's a it's a it, it's an isolated story, right? Yeah. It's a graphic novel, right? Yeah. It's hard to choose an ongoing where if you go, just go read Superman um, and choose this run, and that's good enough. Versus, it's one that if you choose a run, it leads into more after that, and there's right. an ongoing story. And that's hard to explain. And the biggest problem for a new comic fan, and even for fans like me that love comics, been reading forever now, is this just just too much. Yeah. And you get you get overwhelmed that if you don't keep up, you'll fall behind. Where do I? Even, where do, Where's the jump on point? Which I, I appreciate what Mar- Marvel did there for a bit. Remember when they did their point ones? Oh yeah. That was an indicator saying, "Hey, jump on here. There's a good, good jumping on point." Yeah. So at least they were aware of the fans, and they were aware of like if we're going to bring in new blood to the to the industry. To keep you know to keep selling floppies, we got to make it easier for people to not be intimidated to jump on board. Yeah. Um, so I did. I made my list. I, I just chose three books, but the more I thought about it, was I, I do want to represent. I wanted to represent DC and Marvel just to go. Hey, if you're gonna be reading comics, these are your staples. To be honest with you, and yeah. everything else is really hit and miss. It's personal preference. So. I don't think I chose books per se or runs. I said character. I, I listed two characters from okay. each, from each one to just give you a taste of what what you're going to go for. Okay. So these are not my books, but these are my recommend recommendations for characters to a book club. Saying just choose anything with these char- two characters in it and jump on board that way. So let me get those two out of the way before we actually get to our three books that okay. we recommend. So my two characters from Mar- one from Marvel, one from DC. My Marvel character is Daredevil. Yeah, because I think it's totally accessible. I don't think it's overwhelming. I think you could you jump on board with Kevin Smith and then you go and you run from there. Yeah, it's a very and you don't really need to go all the way back to the old stuff because a lot of the old stuff it's dated. The art's not as great. It's very wordy. All the stuff's super wordy. Yeah. Um, if anything, you could go back to Man Without a Fear and get the the standalone origin story from Frank sure. Miller. Yep. Yeah, or that. Yeah, you're good there. Yep. And that's a good recommendation. Um, and I didn't choose for DC Batman because that's just completely overwhelming. Yeah. Completely overwhelming. Um, and, and truthfully, a lot of the Daredevil character is stuff you could see in Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah. And so I try to think of who, what character can I pick that's not going to be completely overwhelming but then I stopped myself and I went, they're all overwhelming because they've been around forever. Yeah. Every single DC, the big characters, all the big characters are yeah. completely overwhelming. And you need to know, you almost need to have a little bit of background to know what you're getting yourself into. So then I chose, I just went simple with it and I went with Superman. Yeah. I said, he is Americana. Some find him boring, 
but even those that find them boring can still appreciate what Superman stands for and where where they're going with it. Yeah. Um, you could even say don't go with don't go with regular Superman. Maybe go with Jonathan. Go yeah. and have people jump on board with Jonathan. And that's if you're trying to say, hey, it depends. It almost goes it depends on who's joining our book club. How old is that person joining yeah. the book club? <laughs> that would have a big impact on it as well. Is it woke book club? That's the that's the question. Yeah. So, but even if you're not, it, it, I even for as much controversy as Jonathan brings. I still love the character. He, I don't care. I, he almost, I love the character. And he's, he's still a good representation of what Superman's supposed to stand for. I, yeah, he brings out the best version of Superman. Correct. Yep, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, I mean, if, um, you, I, if you wanted to do a one standalone, you could do All-Star Superman, where you get the best aspect of Superman, the character, that, and it's not set in yeah. all the continuity that has come before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And so those would be my two recommendations for characters, if you want to go from the big two. But okay. my three books didn't come from the big two, because I, I wanted to represent what comics mean to me, and wanted to prove to people, going, oh, this is, you know, you're not reading, you're, you're not reading John Locke's, uh, you know, Capitalism, or whatever he wrote, you know, all yeah. that crap, where you're supposed to be reading things to get smarter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because... For me, this is an escape from real life. I get enough of the real world stuff. You know, this is supposed to be what I enjoy. So, book club. How do you want to do this? You want to go one, one, two, two, three, three, or how do you want to do it? Yeah, yeah, we can jump back and forth. Here, okay. I'll, I'll give you an as what I was thinking. Okay. I also thought about going, ex- explaining the big two, um, but I decided to go with three things that went different directions that showed what comics could be. And I had a lot of that I considered, but I didn't do. Like, I thought about that Brian K. Vaughn uh, run of Runaways. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun comic, some superhero stuff in it, but it's a different story than what you could necessarily get picking up an X Men book or an Avenger book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah, I've got one of my three books is from the big two. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Surprising, but cool. All yeah. Right. So go, go with your number, your first one. Go okay. First so the first one I put was Sweet Tooth. Ah, well done. It's, it's well done. such so a well crafted story. And and what what was that six six trades? Uh yeah. If you include the epilogue series, he did. God, so good. Man. Yeah. So good. Good call. And the problem was, I put that first, and I'm like, I could just do this list off Jeff Lemire books. Because you could do Royal City or Essex County, which would be totally different from the from Sweet Tooth, mm-hmm. and then to represent superheroes, you could do um, Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. But I I couldn't do that. So okay, so yeah, because <laughs> this is not the Jeff Lemire book club. Right, it's all right. Book club, so. Okay, so that was your number. So your number one is Sweet Tooth. Yes. And then what was the what was the uh, premise of that? Why why choose that to present that to somebody? Um, it's a well, well-rounded story. It's not your typical superhero book when people think of comic books. Um, you think a little bit reading it. Um, and it's got maybe a little more fantasy aspect, post-apocalyptic future, all, all kinds of different aspects that you can put into a comic book. You, the, one of the best compliments I, I'll give based on your description right there. Mm-hmm. 
was it's the anti Grant Morrison book. Yeah, <laughs> it's accessible. Yes, it's accessible. It it it's Lone Wolf and Cubbish, which that that story is just it's relatable to everybody. Yeah, right. And everyone enjoys the Lone Wolf and Cub story. Yeah, um, our work is beautiful. Our work is beautiful in those books. It's sympathetic. It pulls at your heartstrings. Right. Um, there's drama. There's excitement. There's cliffhangers. Right. Yep. So. No, that's a great pull. That's a great number one choice. I I like that quite a bit, and it's and it's not overwhelming for someone that were to go, hey, I want to get into comics, but I'm going to dip my toe in. Yeah, not a bad way to dip your toe in on that. So, my number one on my list was Alex and Ada. Okay. Reason I chose Alex and Ada, it's self-contained, one trade, one trade only. Um, it could appeal to just about anybody because it hits on things that are relevant right now. Um, artwork is beautiful. I think the artwork in that is beautiful. Yeah. It deals with romance, drama, technology, AI. Yep. Um, a lot of right and wrong. So it, it has morality. It's a morality tale. Um, I, I think it was just simple to get into, but yet complex enough to push the boundaries. Kind of like Sweet Tooth in a way, but like you said, where it makes you think a little bit. And actually, I think I think Alex Nader made you think quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I think it makes you think a whole lot. Um, makes you think about what's what constitutes a real relationship. Um, and I just wanted to get something that wasn't capes. I didn't want capes. Yep. Um, but I also didn't want it to be so dark that it, it turned someone off to go. Man, this is just, it's uh, like a hundred bullets, like noir. I didn't want to go noir for my first thing because that might turn a lot of people off. So it's light enough, but yet serious enough. Yeah. And it's a very serious topic. So, and it's only 15 issues. Yeah. So super simple to get through. Yeah. Okay. So what's your number two? All right. My two is the polar opposite of Alex and Ada. So this is one I just finished, uh, Bone. It's so the polar opposite meaning is going to take you a long time to get through that. <laughs> uh, it took me about ten days. It was about thirteen hundred pages when you read the, the the full collection of it. Wow! It goes so pages. fast though. Does it? Okay. Give me give me the synopsis of it again. All right. So, um, Bone is actually a race of creatures. Kind. Of, I was explaining them to Aaron. I said they almost resemble Snoopy. Mm-hmm. She's like, so they're dogs. I'm like, well, they're not really dogs. They're just kind of these own creatures that were created for the book. It's very Lord of the Rings-ish, where it's good versus evil. The bones represent more of the hobbits that are kind of along for the journey. Um, and the basic premise is they end up in... They're kicked down a Boneville because one of them is a con artist. And they end up in this valley with humans. And the humans are discovering that these wolf creatures are starting to attack and breaking a treaty because an ancient enemy is coming back to fight and it's leading to a big war. Hmm. It's just such a captivating story. Hmm. And like I said, I read the, th- the whole thing in about 10 days. Interesting. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot. But you said it goes quick. Yeah, it it goes a- really quick. No, my question is: Does the does the right was the, was it writer and artist? He did both, or was uh, it, yeah, I believe um, Jeff Smith is his name, and I believe he did both. Now, 
if you had to say, is Jeff Smith a Stan Lee kind of writer where he writes all of the dialogue possible? Or is he more like a Robert Kirkman writer that gets across the story without using every word in the English language possible to him, where it's like, hey, pretty concise? More along the Kirkman lines. Okay, I prefer that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't need all. I don't need every thought put into a bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just sometimes it's just too much. I mean, my life. the worst case scenario is when they switch between issues. You get a little bit of recap, mm-hmm. but that that's the worst of it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And so many, so thirteen hundred paper. How many issues is that? Oh gosh, um, not sure. I might have to look that up real quick. Because that's that's the that's the hard part about it would be trying to convince someone that's never read a comic book before. Hey, dive into this thing that's four hundred issues or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's. I know it's quite a few. Oh, it says fifty-five issues. No, not for thirteen hundred pages. Yeah. Something doesn't seem right, though. Um, they might have been a little bit bigger, because originally they came out uh, by a company called Cartoon Books, and then it switched to Image, and then went back to Cartoon Books. It was never on a regular schedule, and I think each gotcha. one kind of fluctuated a little bit. So, it, so they never came out as floppies, then? Okay. No, it did. Really it did. It, was, okay. it says it's 55 irregularly released issues from 91 to 2004. That's a long span. Yeah. But now, mind you, he did all the work himself. So yeah. I can understand it taking that long. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't shock me. So, okay. So, no, that's a good point. All right. And it covers, it covers a lot of bases, fantasy. Adventure. Oh, yeah. A, a lot of fantasy. Um, the three, it says like the three bone characters are um, in the mold of Donald Duck or Bugs Bunny. Uh, a lot of fairy tale to it, a lot of fantasy aspects. Adult or more, this could be a kid book. Uh, kid book. Um, Kaylee actually read part of it in elementary school. They had it in their school library. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Very accessible, too. Um, so my number two was Stolen by Marcus. So Mouse was my number two. Okay. Um, if this is a book club, this is about as close to a book that you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a comic book. It, it's it's you got the word bubbles, you got the, the the cartoons, you've got you know a different you got a race of mice <laughs> representing you know uh, the Jewish people, and then you got the cats being the Nazis. So, yeah. Um, it's be- it's a beautiful book. It's a way for people to learn about that time period in yeah. a different manner. Um, it's sad. Uh, heartbreaking at certain points. Um, the art is is it's different but beautiful in its own sense. I, I it's it's not. I I can understand why certain people don't find that art because I mean, it just seems like art has evolved from when comics first came out or not first came out, but you you see the evolution from you know the 1930s till now. Yeah, it's it's just breathtaking what these guys do. And every every artist has their own you know style. I get it. But for the most part, everything looks fantastic. And the fact that this is more gritty, it has that gritty black and white. Uh, yeah. Black and white. It's very gritty looking. Well, and, and that's part of, I think, what makes it appealing, too, is because it's just basic. Yeah. You, you don't have the the inking and the coloring to really make the make the images pop. Yeah. And it makes you focus then more on the story than necessarily what's being drawn. 
And it's it, it's a it, it's it's a, a tug at the heartstrings with, as far from a family standpoint. You could look at it from a father son, you know, but any a parental relationship, you know, yeah, you, know, you have that aspect of it. Um, I just don't know how it's not accessible to everyone. Yeah, because it's something we've all we all know about. It's all we've all. It's just a different a different outlook in regards to. Here's the story presented from a way that's just outside the box. Man, it was beautiful, beautiful book. Yeah, and my college had a history course that used that as one of the um, one of the books you had to purchase. Yeah. So that is just I. I'm sad I found it so late in life. <laughs> I yeah. wish I would have found it much younger and maybe try to do a uh, annual reading of it or, you know, every now and then just try to pick it back up. It's hard though. It's not something that you get, I guess you gotta be in a certain mood. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read it. Um, it's hard to revisit, but just beautiful enough to do so. I think. Yeah. So. I ended up finding a copy of it on Facebook marketplace for five bucks. Yeah. I, I think it was someone probably read it for college and just wanted to get rid of it. Perfect condition. Yeah. And it's getting, I think it's going to resurgence right yeah. now just because I think a lot of people are using it, like you said, in a classroom setting. So yeah. the fact that it could be used in a classroom setting, I thought a book club, perfect setting for it as well. Yeah. So all right. what's your number three? All right. Number three, to to encapsulate one of the best superhero books I've read, I went with the Batman Court of Owls, the, the two nice trades of that. Nice. All right. I, that's If you're going to try to capture Batman. Mm-hmm. And everything that he's about, as far as being a detective, the gadgets, the criminal, you know, the, the the noir of it, the Touch, underbelly of Gotham. Touching on the rogues. Secret society. Yeah. Secret society is always fun. That's always fun, right? Yeah. Great choice. Great pull. Yeah. The art, art, The artwork is phenomenally beautiful. Yeah. Love his artwork. And Snyder's a great writer. I, and like I said, I wanted Black Hammer for this spot, but since I already had Lemire, I thought... This was like the next best superhero book I've read in the last probably five or six years. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it's so funny that you thought that way. Because um, I, I don't know much how much more we need to, to expand on. You know, Court of Owls. It's it's a classic. Yeah. It, the fact because was that 2012? I want to say around that time. Something like that. Yeah. It feels long enough ago that you know it has its place in history, but it's still so new. That when you when you have to rank it with other books as far as you know whether or classic Batman tales or just classic DC tales or Marvel tales, the fact that it, it's I think it holds up and it ranks up there. It deserves to have the accolades it has. Yeah. So agreed. Wonderful choice. And it's so fun. You have you want you have to. I think if we're doing a comic book club. I agree. We had to have superheroes in here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I was like, I got to pick a book that's a superhero. But again, trying to avoid. Um, Trying to avoid the uh, big two, just to go. Hey, this, you don't have to dive back through, you know, fifty, sixty plus years of history to try and make this work. Yeah. So then I, I went with my favorite superhero book, probably of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm, that, that's not Batman or Dare. You know. Yeah. The, the main staples. Yeah. And of course, I went with Invincible. Yep. I had to go with Invincible. Because though it is a lot of issues, because I think what two hundred and something uh, i don't remember if it was i don't think i keep i always forget i think what walking dead was 196 and something like that might have been two something or 180 it's in that range so you're definitely going to read over 100 you're definitely going to read over 100 if you yeah. do the whole scope but just the fact that 
the first trade is just a gut punch. Oh yeah. Between a between a father and a son, right? Yep. It's everything beautiful about the comic book as far as from a superhero standpoint. And you get to see Mark take the hero's journey. Yeah. You see him from a punk kid. He's he's a punk kid just trying to discover himself and watching his progression to where he ends up at by the time the book is over. Yeah. Glorious. <laughs> it's, I don't, there's not one better superhero book I can name. Yeah. I really can't. But that's not, you know, the big two. So 144 um, issues. Oh, 144. See, that's yeah. not bad. No. That, that was, that's not bad at all. So, was that? That's 12 trades, I guess. That would be, something know, like 12, that. Um, 12 deluxe trades. Yeah. 24, if you go six issues per or something like whatever. Something so, like that, yeah. So, man, I just, I couldn't think of something better. It's, it's accessible, easy to read, super yeah. easy to read. Artwork's I, incredible. Um, and I struggled. My only even, thought would be that if I turn certain readers off because of how gory it can be. Yeah. It's pretty graphic in regards to the gore part of it. Um, but I, I was hoping that the comedy aspect to it, there's a team, they had the team aspect to it. So it covers that part of it when you're talking about a superhero team up, uh, romance, uh, family issues. Yeah. Going, the allegory of discovering your powers versus going through puberty. If you want to, you know, it, it covers every, every game that you want to go through, yeah. you know, and the, the struggles of going through that and discovering yourself and all the cliches you want to throw at that, <laughs> any cliche you want to come up with. So I, but done, but done so where it's, a, he, he's, he's a beloved character. Yeah. I struggled with Kirkman books because uh, walking dead was considered too. And it, <sighs> It wasn't an undertaking for me because I was reading it when it came out. Mm-hmm. But if you put 16 volumes plus the Negan book in front of somebody, that looks like a lot. Yeah, it does. And I mean, but 16 hardcovers, it's like 30-something just regular trades. Hey, I'm telling you, dude, but does it read quick? It does. <laughs> it goes super quick. It goes by really quick. So it's. I think if you were to give someone brand new to comics, go... This looks like it's a daunting task. I know this is a huge stack of books sitting here in front of you, but remember, it's a comic book, so a lot of it's art, and sometimes there's not a word and on a, on a page. There yeah. might be no words on these pages. Yep. It's just you absorbing the artwork, and that's you telling you the own story inside your head. You'll you'll flip through these pretty quick. Yeah. You really will. So I, I just I I thought that would be a great way to if you take the most serious comic I've ever read, maybe a little sad. Take one that'll that'll push the boundaries of you know saying whoa I didn't know comics covered these kind of real world topics, and then throw in hey, Invincible is your fun book. This is supposed to be fun, but not only is it fun, it covers a lot of issues. Yeah, I thought that, that that's not a bad three to go with, and I, I love your three. I really do. I think yeah. they're great. Um, Sweet Tooth, I think it's a classic. I think yes. it really is. I think it, it it's going to be appreciated more and more as time goes on. I love the fact that it's an apocalyptic book, and that's got so many fans. So oh, yeah. That, that's got its own fan. Uh, and then Batman. And I'm sorry, well, uh, what was number two again? Number two was, oh, Bone. You chose yeah, Bone. Yeah, Bone. I'm wondering if you got recency bias on Bone, though, because you enjoyed it so recently. It, it could be. Yeah. But it was one of those books, like, I can read my actual book, or I can try to get Bone done. And I really yeah. wanted to see where it was going. Yeah. But I thought Black Hammer. I would have been. I would have been angry too for choosing Black Hammer along with it. Yeah, I know. Black Hammer is amazing. It yeah. really is. 
and that's the problem. There's so many good books you could have choose chosen. Like if I wanted a Marvel standalone, I might have gone Death of Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Because that, I mean, it's a book about dealing with cancer mm-hmm. and seeing the impact it had on like the other heroes' lives, and it just kind of made these bigger than life characters just regular people that are dealing with it. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Or Vision. I thought Vision could have been a good standalone Vi- yeah. book. Yeah. I gave that a thought for a minute because that was so that was such a great book. Um, yeah. You know what I had for an honorable not even an honorable mention, but I I, I was pretty close to pull the trigger on it, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um just because how quick it reads, because uh, I think it's only like sixty issues. Um why the last man? Yeah, I was thinking about why the last man because I I almost thought Walking Dead and why the last man because I was going oh there's not I don't have an apocalyptic book on here yeah and uh, those are always fun I think that's a popular thing in comics I mean you could um, even you could even go with Saga too because just a good sci-fi I can't do that, book that's a blind spot I've only read I've only read a little bit of it oh. I, I don't I need to is it done no it's it, still ongoing no like, it's still fun. ongoing but Brian K Vaughn's had health issues so it's coming out very slowly. So, and then I almost thought about Ultimate Spider-Man just yeah. because it's that's beloved as well. And it's very accessible, very easy to read. Um, but I wanted to avoid that. I wanted to avoid it. Um, I don't know. I don't think... I, and I, I was trying to think of a Mark Millar book, but I don't think Kick-Ass would have been the right way to do it. I don't think <sighs> that would have been there. And, really, um, and the more I've reread a lot of Millar books, I, they just haven't held up for me. I don't know... Yeah. I don't know what it is. And, like, I've made this comparison on here a few times they've become more like a jerry brockheimer um michael bay equivalent of a comic book where it's more substance over or, or more show over substance yeah. I, I don't have i don't have any i don't have any issue with you saying that but every now and then though to be honest with you when you're watching a popcorn movie yeah that's what you need for a comic i just don't want to have to think too hard about my comics yeah <laughs> I don't mind be I don't mind being challenged by my comics, which is, we'll talk about that in homework here very shortly. Yeah, but I also don't want to sit there going, "What's going on? What are you What are you doing here?" I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to have to struggle getting through something that I thought would be good, but you're you're trying to be smartest guy in the room thing, and it's just it's not. This doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, when it's, this is supposed to be my entertainment, my escape. And I don't mind the challenge. I don't mind when the books make you, you press press the envelope and make you think a little bit more. But man, sometimes it's just like, whoa, this is just I I have no clue what you're what you're trying for here. Don't have a clue what you're going for here. Are you purposely trying to be misleading and confusing just to say, oh, you just you just didn't understand? Yeah. It's like, I, well, how hard am I supposed to work for this? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And one of the things I love about this too, what we picked, it's not like the standard. Well, this is where you start. Watchmen, um, The Dark Knight Returns, yeah. those type of books. Yeah. yeah. And, well, those are, those are the books that you go, okay, if you enjoyed the intro to, to our book club, all right, now if you're going to become a comic book nerd, these are the holy grails. These yeah. are the ones that you have on your shelf, and these are the ones that you show, hey, if I'm going to be going down this road, I got I to gotta, I gotta represent. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I figured you probably wouldn't go with this. That's just too easy. That's, yeah. That's, that's the stable is too easy. And I don't think those books really draw you in. Because, I mean, The Dark Knight Returns, yes, it's a classic. 
But man, it's it's not the easiest book either. No, it's not. Um, the art is it's it's okay. It's, yeah. it's not the best art. It's not the best art in the world. But I, it it's beloved for when it came out, for what it represents, and what it meant for the character. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but I would think if you were brand new to Batman, I think if that was your first dipping your toe into Batman. Ooh, um, you, that's challenging. That's you, a challenging book to dip your toe in on. You might be done with Batman for a while. You might be. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. No, well, there you go. I think I think that's a good book club. So maybe uh, if I, I stopped saying our seven listeners. I think at one point I was saying our eight listeners. I think one of if one of our nine listeners because we're award winning podcast podcast too many times in a row. I've got at least yeah. nine listeners on our tab now. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> If, if they're if they're haven't read comics to this point, maybe hopefully they'll start reading. Them yeah, <laughs> and they'll draw them in. Yeah. So, I, let's get to homework. But before we do homework, I had one quick question that I was going to ask you. Yeah. In regards to um, Hickman relaunching the um, Ultimate Universe. Okay. Well, that was on was my there, homework. That's part of your homework. Okay. Yep. Um, my question was going to be, is there a long run of books that he did as far as reintroducing it? Was there an event that happened or was there just a one shot of something that said, this is what's going to do? Or was there a lot of books I need to get caught? Like I, I need to do a long, long Hickman run I, to get ready for this thing. I don't think it's like Secret Wars where you had the long Avengers and Fantastic Four run to set it up. Okay. I just went into the, I think it was Ultimate War was the the four issue mini series that kind of set it all up and then he did a okay. one shot and then it's launching into the books right now. Okay. Because I will say I did pick up ultimate Spider-Man one and I start, I was about to start reading it, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. As I'm reading a little bit of it, I was like, wait, 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 wait. I think I need to have some, some prerequisites done. Yes. <laughs> more to do before I start jumping into that. So I read the four issue mini series. I think it was ultimate war is the name of it. Um, okay. where it's, the maker setting up the new ultimate universe. Okay. But um, the maker is, over, but the maker made it over to six one six. Then he did in secret wars, him, him and miles were the two guys that survived from the ultimate universe, the original ultimate universe. Okay. So, all right. So I need to do homework. So yeah. I'm not going to read that issue. I'm just going to so, let that sit for a while. Sorry, I thought you had more to say. I was, no, I was no. trying to leave you hanging there. No. <laughs> or also I thought you were lost in your thoughts about what, where else to go with that. So, um, no. So no, I'll let it sit for a while until I can get to that stuff. Yeah, because then there's a one shot that came out between Ultimate War and then Ultimate Spider-Man 1. And, okay. I, and I didn't know that, so I picked up Ultimate Spider-Man 1 and I read the intro page and I'm like, I don't remember any of this that they're explaining. <laughs> Yeah, and so I so, went and did research and found it, and it popped up on Marvel Unlimited this week. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you: is is all the stuff that leads up to is, is that on the app already? Yes, it is. It is okay. Yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to decide. I, I'm, I'm I'm like I told you last week. I'm ready to ramp up and get back into comics, and I'm trying to decide: do I go ahead and just pull the trigger? Um, I don't know, because you you have both apps. Are you still happy with the DC app, or are you not doing too much with it right now? No, I'm I'm jumping back and forth a lot because I'm still getting okay. caught up on all the X Men stuff to get to the fall of X. Because okay. I'm actually going to pick up the books of that just so I can have the bookends of the whole Krakoa run. Okay. Um, but I'm still jumping back and forth because I'm reading a lot of stuff on a regular basis, like uh, Batman and Robin, Green Arrow. I'm trying to stay caught up on Superman. 
There's there's just so much stuff. DC's lag, like how many months back or how many? Like, do you have to wait three months for the issue that came out? It depends on what plan you have. The basic plan, it's six months. The ultra plan, which is what I ended up getting, is one month. That's not bad. No, that's not bad to have to wait a month. So okay, yeah, you're still pretty current doing that one. Yeah. So big gap between. Is there a big gap between the two plans? No, it wasn't too bad, and they sent me a free copy of the Death of Superman for. Doing the ultra. Nice. Okay. No, I was just curious. Yeah. And what about what about for the Marvel side of things? Is that still six months? Uh, three months. Three months now. Okay. Wait. <laughs> and still for Marvel. It's not. I, it's not horrible, it, but it's annoying in the situation like with the Ultimate series. Yeah. Because I've had Ultimate Spider-Man number one sitting here for a couple weeks now. I haven't been able to read it until that one yeah. popped up on my app. <laughs> I don't know if you have share the same opinion as I do, but I always think. Marvel's the if, between the two companies. Marvel's always going to overcharge you. They're always going to make you. They're they're going to make you hurt more. Versus, I think DC is not, a little bit. Not, how about this? I'll say that I think DC is a little bit nicer to their fans than Marvel is to their fans. Mm, it, I don't know if I necessarily go like that because okay. it took DC a long time to get their own app, and for a long time the app sucked and you could only do the six month plan. You, they didn't yeah, have the one month plan there. Uh, okay. And pretty much when they got there's but, up, but and, they're willing to change. They're willing yeah. to adapt. They do listen to the, I'll give them this. They listen to their fans. And I, I will say this for as much shit as the new 52 got, mm-hmm. I think as time is going on, people are like, it was just a part of the evolution of the comic books. And they needed these characters been around forever. They needed to shake it up somehow, you know, shake it up a little bit. Yeah. And then what do you do? You screw with them a little bit and the smart people coming back and they came back strong. I yeah. think, I think I, I, rebirth and then dawn. I think, I think DC is doing just fine. Yeah. I think they are, but, um, yeah, I, I have to decide what I'm going to do or I might just say screw both of it. And I'll just, I'm so far behind. I'll just stay far, far behind and just keep going through the library. And that's simple enough too. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I'm essentially paying ten bucks a month for each app. Mm-hmm. I would be paying a lot more for comics if I was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, hell, I think Ultimate Book. What was that? Was that a five book book? I think. I think so. Almost six, a five or six. Yeah, if I remember correctly. And Black Panther just came out. I'm going to see if I can find a copy of it. Apparently, it's it's one of the best selling books Marvel's had in a long time, and they've already done it. They're already starting a second printing of it. Oh, they do. Oh, wow. Look, who's who's the writer on it? Oh, I don't remember who it was. Someone decent who's, name, though. Why is it being so? Why is it so popular? I don't know. Yeah, you'll find out. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I'm I'm going to the shop this weekend, so I'm gonna try to grab it. Gotcha. And I'm guessing they started with a new number one. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, all right, homework. What do you What do you got as far as movies? Okay. Um. You got a so. Lot. No, I don't have a lot. Um, I had this movie sitting in my queue for a long time on, I think it was on Prime, The Mandela Effect. That's about a guy whose daughter dies. And as he's trying to deal with the grief of it, he notices these things are, small things are changing. A title of a TV show is not what he remembers. Mm-hmm. Well, he starts looking into multiverse and... um simulated reality and he comes to the conclusion that he's living in a simulated reality and he meets a professor 
who has all these theories and built a computer to try to reset it. Hmm. And he said every time that he's gotten to the point of resetting it, something happens to prevent him from doing it. And so as the main character is about to like, he's a, he's a computer programmer. So he was going to help him all of a sudden his daughter's back and he doesn't know what's going on. And his wife ends up going crazy because of the daughter. And at one point yells at her, you're not supposed to be here. It was a messed up movie. It was really good, though. I enjoyed it a lot. How old is this? Um, I believe it's 2022. Huh. Who was in it? Anybody? Any, a bunch of no names? Yeah. The, the main guy, I thought, was Charlie Cox at first, but it's not Charlie Cox. He looks just exactly like him. Um, the professor was Clark Peters from uh, The Wire. He was the older guy that uh, did all the wiretapping. I'm pulling it up. Okay. Like 2019 sci-fi thriller, one yeah. hour, 20 minutes. So quick movie. That's yeah. Nice. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll see Clark Peters. Oh, that's, uh, is that Luther? Or is that, was his name on the show? I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. His name was, I, that, yeah. I, he was one of my favorites on the show. He was awesome. Yeah. He's also in uh, John Wick. Yes. Scrolling down, bear with me. Yeah, one right. Clark Peters, yeah, Doctor Doctor Fuchs. <laughs> yes. Fuchs. <laughs> so d- she looks super familiar. What's she been in? The Claire I, character. She's I don't remember familiar. what she was in, but her brother in the movie was uh, the guy that played Penguin on Gotham. That's her brother. Yeah. Interesting. Oh well, in in the in the movie. Okay. Oh, in the movie. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Because I kept seeing him, and I like I know him from someplace. I've, I've seen the entire series of Halt and Catch Fire, and I'm trying to remember who she played in Halt and Catch Fire because that's an amazing show. I'm just trying to remember her character in that. That's all. Because uh, yeah. oh, she was in The Irishman. Okay. Don't remember in it, but you know, the 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 thing that's she looks familiar from is Halt and Catch Fire, but I just don't remember her character in it though. Yeah. But okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I have to know his name in the freaking Jack. I swore it was Luther. I, I feel stupid for not knowing it. He's yeah. an amazing actor. I love Clark Peters. He's a really, really good actor. Yeah, he is. Um, Lester. God damn. Lester. That's Lester. Right. Yeah. Lester. Lester Freeman. Yep. God darn, man. Great actor. Yeah. Great, great, great actor. Okay, so the, so is this a recommend? And I need to watch it. I I I think you'd enjoy it. It okay. it's a little bit out there with kind of the theories they're going with, but it was enjoyable. We've seen her and stuff too. What has she been? She's a mother and something. Is she from Fresh Prince? She's a mom of Fresh Prince. What is she from? Does that name sound familiar to you? Varney Watson? Nope. This picture going to look super familiar to you. Oh, she's in the Bel Air re-release, so maybe she was in the original Fresh Prince. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Regardless, I'm 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 carrying on there. So, sorry. Yes, right. please. Uh, so that one was called the Mandela Effects. Maybe check it out. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. All right, man. So, All what right. else you got? Uh, the Greatest Night in Pop. It, Is that on Netflix? Yes, That's it's the documentary right. about um, We Are the World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. 
just how they had to pull this off in such a short period because everyone was in town for the one of the music awards and they did it all in one night and they were there till like four in the morning Mm. because i guess steve perry makes an appearance in the movie yes yeah he he's one of the singers on it. Well, I, I know that, but still, I don't think I never. I thought he kind of just stays out of the limelight for the most part. Yeah. Um. Kind of the weirdest thing seeing in it was Dan Aykroyd in there, because I this is a little bit after Blues Brothers. Okay. But he looks so out of place compared to all these rock stars. Right. Yeah. Uh, I see Bruce Springsteen was in it. Did you ever hear the story about Bruce Springsteen in St. Louis? Yes. I love that story. That's a great story. It is. <laughs> I gotta make them eggs. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> do, you, do you want to come back to my to my house and have breakfast? It's so crazy, right? It is. But he's probably on shrooms or something. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Anyway. All right. Um, TV shows. We finished Louder Milk. What a good oh, show. I, I have no idea where we're at with it right now. We're so behind now. I, I'm lost. <laughs> I, I probably need to rewatch it because Aaron just blew through it. And I got a lot of it. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it's yeah. Show. It's so good. The character's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The new one. Yes. On, on Prime. What do yeah. you think? It was slow, but I enjoyed it. Um, it's so a, this is a take on the movie, right? It's a totally different take on the movie. Totally different take, though. Okay. Written by Donald Glover. Uh, okay. I think he directs some of it. I don't know if he directed this first episode. But basically, rather than being spies that are married that don't know they're spies, they are both recruited by the same agency to act as husband and wife to do missions. Uh, gotcha. Okay. And yeah, so... Different take. Yeah. And the first episode, you're kind of sitting there and you're watching and you're watching and like, this is kind of slow. And then all of a sudden, you're like, holy crap. Did that just happen? Uh, okay. So I, I'm curious. I want, I'm going to watch... The rest of it that's out right now, I think it's a weekly thing, though. So it's like uh, three okay. episodes yeah. and then wait a week. Might be worth it to let it go. Yeah. So I'd I, I, I check it out. Okay. Um, last thing I have, besides single issue of comics, which I'm not going to get into all those, um, I read volume four of Something is Killing the Children. It's kind of an origin story for Erica, our point of view character from the first three. Mm-hmm. That's such a good book. I love that book. Um, I've read this one already, but I had to reread it because I got a couple volumes for Christmas and I was behind and I wanted to be completely caught up. So mm-hmm. doing the reread of that. I think that's a book where if I were wanting to try to try it again, mm-hmm. I think I'll let the whole series come to a conclusion. I yeah. think that's probably better read as one long story versus trying to read it, go to something else, come back to it, try to remember what happened kind of thing. Or at least kind of get the arcs that are put together. So like the first three books are really one arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think volume four was kind of more of a standalone thing, kind of explaining how, how she gets there. Because it's a, it's a flashback, right? Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, and then I have the House of Slaughter books, which is more of the origin story of the house that they're from. Yeah. And then they had a one shot that came out that was about one of the different houses that I picked up and need to read. So okay. Tinian's so killing the, it. Okay. I also so the, I also picked up I think it's called Family Tree by Lemire. It's two or three trades and that's it. Um I just happened to see it for sale on Reddit and bought it. So okay. looking forward to reading cool. that next week. 
So here, let me uh, let me let me get through these here real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, dumb money. I watched. I finished Dumb Money. I don't okay. Know if you finished that whole thing. Yes. Um, very enjoyable. Yeah. Very very enjoyable. Um, last year was good for the kind of event biopic type thing with Tetris and Dumb Money yeah. and Beanie Bubble I, and all those movies. My my, I think this might be the first thing that Pete Davidson's been in where I didn't hate him completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen King of Staten Island, so I, I need to see that. He was really good in that, but that just kind of felt like a Pete Davidson role, not being sideswipe in Transformers. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's a super interesting story. Uh, Paul Dano was incredible in it. I thought yeah. he was great, but he's pretty good. He's just he's great. He's great just about everything. He's yeah, in. he is one of those underrated actors. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen was very hateable in it because I just hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the fact that we also got, uh, God, what's his name? Ron Swanson. What's his real name? Uh, God, well, darn it. Oh. We got him. Uh, Nick Offerman. We yeah. Got, we got Nick Offerman's. Anytime Nick Offerman's in something, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I didn't even recognize Sebastian Stan at first. I know, right? Really, really different. But uh, very hateable character as well. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just one of those fun things because it's, it's just so crazy because I watched that on Reddit. I feel stupid. I, didn't, I wasn't able to get involved with it and I didn't make any money off it, so I'm stupid. But, yeah, you missed out on um, your millions. And, well, I, here's the difference. Once it would have got up to a certain point, I would have sold immediately. Yep. I would never have held. No, I don't care. Well, I'm out. So much Doesn't matter. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I would have more money than I would have ever known to do with. So yeah. Now, I would have been just fine. Not like your um, nurse there at... It's still holding oh, know, on to right? it. Yeah. Oh my god! I just oh, I felt so bad for her. Ugh. Yeah. Of what all the people that needed the money. Yeah. Um, I turned one off and didn't even try to finish it. It's called "Don't Let Them In." It was supposed to be a horror movie. It said a mixture of "You're Next" and "The Purge." Yeah. I don't know where. I think it's maybe a British movie, somewhere overseas. It, it's somewhere, and it was dark as far as just the color of the movie it was like gray. Yeah gray and i was just like it's not a black and white movie it still has color but it was a gray movie and i couldn't understand what they're saying sometimes yeah it was the slowest thing it didn't i'm like this is a horror movie let's get to the horror it just never got there and i was like i'm done i'm not gonna wait 40 minutes to get to the horror yeah get out of here what are you doing so turn that off um then i got uh mission impossible dead reckoning okay i did get that i got it at the library and uh very enjoyable. It's it's just your normal Mission Impossible movie, but it reminded me of the first Mission Impossible, where everything after the first Mission Impossible is pretty accessible as far as following the plot, understanding what's going on. Yeah. Where I believe the first Mission Impossible is still a complicated movie. If you think yep. about it, you go back and you watch it. For, if you think about it the first time you watch it, it's like, I think I understand what's going on, but it was one of those movies where I think you had to watch it a few times. I think that's the same thing. Okay. And if you did a drinking game where every time they said the word entity, you might die. <laughs> you would probably die from this movie. I'm not going to say anything beyond that because that'd be a spoiler. Okay. Um, only thing, my only, here, here's the thing. Action was incredible. There's a train scene, Jay. Yeah. One of the best scenes I've Say what you will about Tom Cruise. And yes, if you're going to ask, do I get to see Tom Cruise running? Oh, hell yeah, you see Tom Cruise running. <laughs> okay, yeah, you knew that question <laughs> was coming. It's amazing. Um, but one of these, this train scene, Jay, unbelievable. 
<laughs> say anything you will about a Tom Cruise movie. The guy will give you your money. Like if I, if I would have seen this at the theater, I'm like, okay with it. Even though I, some parts were confusing. Yeah. I think it's just because I watched him late. Maybe I was too tired. I didn't. I, sometimes I just didn't get my full attention. Yeah. But man, some of the, the you know how he's going to do in Mission Impossible. You're going to get awesome stunt. The stunts incredible. He he's going to do stupid incredible. stuff. Um, our boy uh, Benji, but real name. Tell me what the real name. But is Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. The only my only critique about this movie of Simon Pegg is there's not enough of him in it. Cause I yeah. I'm in all the time because I love Simon Pegg. Um, and then we've got Peggy Carter in it. Okay. There. And I don't think I've seen her in anything else but Captain America. I, I, I know she's been in things. I know she's been in things. My, my biggest compliment to her is that she fits well into the movie and she's stunningly beautiful in this. And yeah. I just, when I think about Peggy Carter, she just wasn't that stunning. You know, she's, she's pretty, she's a pretty, you know, character. Yeah. Well, this movie, she's stunningly beautiful. I'll give her that. And I, I know that's not the best critique we should give it, but it's the thing that stood out, so I'll share it. Yeah. Um, and her character's fun. She, it's a fun character. And Tom Cruise is just doing what he does. And it's not a cliffhanger ending per se, but I can't wait to see this. I want to see how it finishes. I want to see it because it's part one. It's well, part one. it's not part one anymore. They're changing the name of the second one. Oh, is what they're doing? Oh, yeah. I know that. Okay. Well, whatever the second is to finish this story, because it does need to finish at yeah. some point. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll put it that way. So it would not be your waste of your time to watch it. Okay. Um, and here's the only other problem is I miss Henry Cavill. <laughs> I'm already going to miss Henry Cavill. I, yeah. I, if you could get him back in somehow, which, no spoilers, but still. Yeah. Um, God, I, I just, I loved Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible. I did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was the next one? Uh, I'll go to, I, I think I'd, I'd seen it, but I rewatched it just having to the background, the nature boy. It, it showed up on netflix so i watched the the 30 for 30 nature boy yeah um you'd seen that one i'm pretty sure I think, yeah right? i have what, what you know blah you, you hate it you're anti-nature boy right now no 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 i don't oh, okay. I, I mean i'm tired of him i kind of wish he'd just go away but <laughs> just go. no it was a good refresher yeah of, of his story that's all and it, it, it's pretty sad i don't i didn't remember the story about his son that was pretty pretty tragic i i yeah Followed in his footsteps in more way than one, and it's sad. Yeah, it's very, very sad. And for all the stupid stuff that Ric Flair has done over his career, yeah, the fact that he's alive, it's sad that certain <sighs> certain people just exit early, and yet he gets to be an idiot, and he's still with us. Yeah, still doing stupid stuff. And the only reason I still did it, and who was I think it was Jim Ross that said it, it's because he's broke. He didn't save, didn't save anything. Yeah, <laughs> how could you be broke after everything you've done? But yeah, yeah well, hookers and blow. <laughs> is that the title of the episode <laughs> <laughs> too easy okay. um two more sorry i'll get them through pretty quick uh i haven't finished it i had to turn it off last night because i was just right i was about to fall asleep but not because the movie wasn't good it was just late yeah uh sisu i don't know if you went and watched Sisu. no i have not yet i want to jay it, it's not the best movie in the world mm-hmm. but man the action in it i love the action this is John Wick, but set during World War II with Nazis in it. So, All right. Yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm liking it a lot. Sold. I just gotta get through it. I'm not done with it yet. Um, yeah. And then uh, I had on the background today. Definitely a background movie. 
definitely not going to make my list for best like a sports movie like we do. Hey, the top ten sports movies or what are the best sports movies of the year kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I watched The Hill. Okay, I've seen part of it. Yeah. Uh, I think this had to be made by the same studio that like it's called Angel or it's something. It's 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 faith, it's faith based. There's, yeah. there's no way this was not a faith based movie. Yeah. Right in your face with it, and I get it, and it's fine. It's it's an okay movie. Um, the story it's a true story, but man, I bet you they had to Hollywoodize this quite a bit for for what this guy did as far as his stint in the majors. But he didn't even make the majors. That's my point. That's yeah. my point. He didn't make it. It was the minors. It, yeah. He 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 had he, he dipped his toe in there in the show for not even at all. But in the minors, yeah. Yeah. Um. So not my favorite, but not horrible. Just if you watch it, okay. I'm not you. I don't think you'll hate it, but yeah. you're also not gonna, you know, rave about it. So that was the last one. Uh, and then I did try to start Killers of the Flower Moon, and right off the bat, I turned it off because there were subtitles. So I got to read. Yeah. So I, I couldn't watch in the background kind of thing. Yeah. And plus it's three hours and I think it's going to be one of those where it takes about three or four sittings probably. Probably. So um, there's that. In the, and then I did read, I, I thought I told you I finished my Star Wars book. Yeah. Um, so the first comic I wrote, because of your recommendation, I did read Joe the Barbarian. Yeah. I'm taking a moment. I'm, t- I'm pausing for a second because it's Grant Morrison. Yeah. He was almost there, Jay. He almost got to the point where I was like, I don't hate what you're doing here. Yeah. And I don't hate everything he does. His run on, on New X, like New X-Men. You got New X-Men. Uh, His stuff in Superman. Kind of, I enjoyed his stuff on Superman. It was okay. Um, but more times than not, Grant Morrison can't get out of Grant Morrison's way and just have a fun book where this thing was set up to be super fun. Yeah. You had the Transformers in there. You had Batman and Robin were in it there. Yep. Right? Um, Snake Eyes. I could swear I saw Snake Eyes. Yeah, there, the there was some G.I. Joe in there. Yep, yep. Um, it it, it, it could have been so fun. And I get it's an allegory. It had an allegory for your home, your family life, disappointment with your father, life, death, disease. I, I get it. But had this just been a little bit, hey, this is a kid that's struggling with diabetes and he's also struggling with his family life. And then he disappears in this world and then we get more action with his toys and the toys help him. Almost almost like a Ready Player One. Is yeah. That's what I kind of kind of feeling to it, right? Yeah. It, it, it just drug in certain spots. Now, I don't, and I'm saying, and the way I talk about it is like I hate it. I don't hate this book. I think the art's great. Yeah. The art's great. No, Sean art, Murphy's always good. Yeah. He's really good. And at points where it wasn't trying to be the smartest book in the room, it was fun. And when it's fun, it's great. Yeah. I, I had a really good time with it when it's fun. It's choppy, though. It felt like the story was a little choppy. Some parts, it's like, I for, it, how did we get here? You know, and yeah. flipping back and forth. But that's fine. I don't mind the flipping back and forth. But at parts, it just wasn't, it was done suddenly. There's no no natural transitions. Um, so that I struggled with that. Uh, so I'm not mad that you recommended it. I, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's just, it's Grant Morrison doing Grant Morrison stuff is really what it is. And when it's trying to tell us, I think a simple story, which I, I don't know what inspired him to want to address a boy that's got diabetes and, you know, being bullied. Yeah. And all, what, what was the inspiration behind this? Is this something from his childhood? I don't get it. I don't yeah. Know. 
don't know what the inspiration was, but um, it could have been really, really good. I think you you probably enjoyed it a lot more than I did. I don't hate it, but once was good. Glad it wasn't an ongoing. Glad yeah. Self contained. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think if you're gonna go for that type of story, I Kill Giants is a better story. I love I Kill Giants. That mm. book I love. Yeah, I love that book quite a bit. So, um, last thing I have for and I didn't I don't I didn't know whether or not to share it with homework. I'm in the middle of it, mm-hmm. so I'll give you a preview of it. Okay. Uh, Superman smashes the clan is the name of it. Okay. This is a. I, I you had to have heard of this. Yes, I have. Funny. Okay, because it's being touted as like. When you go on Reddit, when people go, where do I jump on? What what Batman? What are some? I'm not Batman. What are some Superman stories I need to read? This one gets mentioned a lot, and so far I'm getting it. I understand. I understand why they're saying. It. I'm loving it quite a bit. Yeah, um, it's fun. A little bit different, and it has to be because someone's giving a new spin on Superman. So I'm looking forward to finishing it. It's a very fast read. It's actually in a format where it reminds me of what you mentioned earlier when you said um the Runaways. Yeah. My favorite thing about Runaways was the you called it at a point, I don't know if it's still called it, a digest, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's almost that size of a book, so it makes it a little bit different. So that's kind of fun. I yeah. like that part of it too. So I, I'm looking forward to finishing it. I will recommend it already. And then if it falls flat, I'll go, wait a minute, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to see if it's on the app right now. Yeah, it's on the app. I don't know if it's on the app, but... um. Uh, I like it a lot. I don't know if it ever came out single issues though. I don't know. I thought it was always a self-contained graphic novel, but um, it was three so issues. Fun. Oh, it was okay. Yep. So it did come out as three issues. Great. Yep, it's on the app. Okay, so All maybe right. maybe tag it, but let me yep. I'll, let me finish it if you want a full review, or you'll just read it. And maybe we can talk about it when you're done reading it. Um, I'll I'll have it done by next. Yeah, it's by pretty next quick. It, it's just I I started it last night. I just I'm about halfway through. I okay, get a chance to finish it. So that's all I got for you then. All right. Wrap up. all right so successful week until next time yeah. i don't think we have a tease for next time as far as the topic we didn't do that no i'll come up with something horrible grades from yeah. our producer if we had one <laughs> so all right and maybe i'll check out mandela effect but i have a bunch of other movies i already picked up in the library yeah i have a whole stack to go through so, too we should too right <laughs> all right man until all right. next time i'll talk to you see you, right, see you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured song is The Albatross by Fire Sale. (laughs) 